Peace is a central theme of scripture and one that I suppose is really too big to examine in this message. And so for the purpose of our reflection, I'm going to limit myself to what the Gospel of Luke has to say about it. Now, the word peace occurs about 87 times in the New Testament, 23 of which are in the Gospels. Matthew only uses the word twice. Mark uses it three times. Luke uses it 13 times. And John uses it five times. So over half of the references to peace in the gospel comes from the the gospel of Luke. And so if we want to understand what the gospels have to teach us about peace, we need to examine the book of Luke. Now, the first chronological reference to peace in the gospels is found in Luke chapter 1 and verse 79. And here we have the story of Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, who would announce the coming of the Messiah. And when John was born in Luke chapter 1, verse 67, Zechariah, his father, prophesies. And in Luke 1, verse 67, we read, and and his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. And as Zechariah prophesies, he speaks about how God had come to visit his people, how he had raised up a horn of salvation to redeem them. That prophecy had come true. He shared how the time had come for his people to be delivered so that they could walk in holiness and righteousness before their God all the days of their life. And that God had come to give the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sin. And as Zechariah ends his prophecy, he he speaks of the promised Messiah and, and the ministry of this promised Messiah. And he says in Zechariah, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 79, that this Messiah came to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. This great Savior Messiah would guide those who are living in darkness into the way of peace. Now notice here that according to Zechariah, peace is not just a feeling, but a way, a path, or or a lifestyle. And this child who was to be born would open the door for this way of peace through the forgiveness of sin. Now, the next occurrence of the word peace is found in Luke chapter 2. Now, Zechariah has promised or prophesied that the way of peace will be opened up to Israel through the child Messiah who was to be born. Now, not long after that prophecy of Zechariah, some shepherds were watching their sheep in a field. And all of a sudden, an angel appears to them. And Luke tells us that the glory of the Lord shone around that angel. And he announced to them the birth of a Savior and King. And Luke tells us that when that announcement was made, a great host of heaven burst out into praise and listened to their message, listened to their worship, listened to their song. 
glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The prophesied peace of Zechariah was to be found in this little child, this young infant that was born, this king, this, this savior that had been born. Now notice that this peace, however, was not going to come to everyone. The heavenly host declared that it would come to those with whom God was pleased. There would be many who would turn their backs on this peace. And ultimately, were it not for the persevering love and grace of God, none of us would have opened our heart to it. But that day, however, the hosts of heaven rejoiced that God was going to bring this peace to the earth and many would come to experience the peace that Zechariah had prophesied. The next time we see the word peace in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is dining with Simon the Pharisee. And as they were seated at the table, a sinful woman of the city enters. And as everyone watched, she went over to Jesus, stooped down, and with tears in her eyes, washed his feet, dried them with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with oil. Now, when Simon saw this, he was furious. How could a man of God let such a woman touch him like that? And in his mind, Jesus could not possibly understand the kind of woman she really was. But knowing what Simon the Pharisee was thinking, Jesus responds in Luke chapter 7, verse 44 to 46, and he says this, Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. And so Jesus rebukes Simon for his hypocrisy. And then he turns to the woman who had been kneeling by his feet, washing his feet kissing his feet, and he turns to this woman and he says to her, your sins are forgiven. And then he goes on and he says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Go in peace. Here was a woman who had no peace in life. She lived a sinful life, and she was ashamed of it. She knew a lot of men, but none of them could ease the burden of her heart. But there before Jesus, she knelt, broken in spirit and heart, wiping his feet with her hair and her tears. And Jesus knew exactly what was troubling her. Sin had stripped her of all peace and joy. I forgive you, says Jesus. Your faith, your sin is forgiven. Now go in peace. And that day, 
the prophecy of Zechariah and the announcements of the angels became a reality in the life of this broken woman. We move now to Luke chapter 8. And Jesus is preaching, likely in the region of Galilee, and a large crowd has gathered, and they were pressing in on each other to hear him speak. And among them was a woman who had been sick for 12 years. And this illness had been so disruptive in her life that she had spent everything she had seeking a cure, but to no avail. And she stands there in that crowd with nothing left and very little hope. And Jesus may very well have been her last hope. And you could only imagine the turmoil in her life as she stood in that crowd. She felt that if she could just touch a piece of his garment, she would be healed. And, and as she waited in that crowd and moved through that crowd, the moment came when Jesus passed right by her and she reaches out her hand and caught hold of the hem of his garment. She really should not have been in that crowd. With her flow of blood, she was unclean, but she risks everything. And she touches the hem of Jesus' garment. And in an instant, Jesus knew that she had touched him, and he stopped, and he turns, and he asks who it was who had touched him. And ashamed of her act, the woman came trembling before Jesus and fell down on her face before him. And she told him what she had done, why she had done it, and what had happened to her. And looking at that woman that day, Jesus speaks and he says this in Luke chapter 8, verse 48. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Twelve years of agony and turmoil. Twelve years of endless doctor's bills had left her with nothing. And in that instant, all that was fixed. The peace of God that had been promised through the angels and, and through Zechariah, who, who announced it, became a reality for her. It wasn't just physical healing, but a release from 12 years affliction that had left her in despair. And now the peace of God fills her heart. As we move to Luke chapter 12, we remember the words of the angels to the shepherds the, when they told the shepherds that this peace would be among those with whom God was pleased. And we see here in Luke chapter 12 just how that prophetic word was fulfilled, that this peace would not be for everyone, but those with whom God was pleased. And as Jesus moved around in Israel, there were those who rejected his teaching and sought to kill him. In fact, their hostility towards the truth he taught became quite open. And reflecting on this and the persecution that this resistance would bring, not just to him, but to all those who accepted his message, Jesus declares in Luke chapter 12, 51, do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, 
three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Jesus declares here that his presence and the teaching that he brought and the salvation he comes to offer would not bring peace for everyone. Those who followed him would be cast out of their of temples. They would be rejected by their own parents and their children for their faith. Families would be broken up because of Jesus Christ and, and what he declared. Not everyone would accept the Lord. Not everyone would accept his peace. Some would become hostile towards the gospel and reject it. The peace promised by God through Zechariah and the angels would escape some because they rejected the source of that peace and his message. While many in Jesus' day turned from him and mocked the promise of peace with God that he offers, Jesus still pressed forward towards Jerusalem where that promise would be fulfilled. In Luke chapter 19, Jesus mounts on a donkey and rides into the city of Jerusalem where his enemies would ultimately crucify him. And people lined the streets that day to welcome him as a conquering king. And as Jesus passed by, the crowds began, the crowds began to, to, to shout in Luke 19 and verse 38, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They announced his presence as the king who would bring peace. Now, admittedly, none of those who lined the streets understood the cost of that peace for Jesus. And many of them expected a peace that was very different from what Jesus would ultimately offer. They wanted peace with Rome. They wanted prosperity. They wanted success. But Jesus offers them peace with God and peace from the turmoil of sin. Their words, however, were prophetic. The peace that the woman in the city of Simon, of the city in Simon's house came to know would, would ultimately, from that point, begin to spread from that cross across the world as men and women, boys and girls of all ages came to know the, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and this peace in their hearts with God and their, and their ability to know the forgiveness of sin through the work he did on that cross. Now, admittedly, the message of peace that Jesus preached was not well understood even by the disciples. And the day came when the Roman soldiers placed Jesus on the cross and crucified him. And the disciples stood helplessly by watching the life drain from the body of their Lord. And when it was all over and he was buried, they didn't know what to do. So they gathered together as a somber group of troubled and confused disciples. And as they grieved, one day the risen Lord Jesus stood in their midst and Luke chapter 24, verses 36 to 38, recounts what took place that day. And this is what it says. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, 
Why are your hearts troubled? And why do doubts arise in your heart? Notice the state of the heart of these disciples that day. They were frightened in verse 37. They were troubled in verse 38. They had doubts in verse 38. And all these feelings were all enemies to peace in their life. And it was to this group of frightened and troubled and doubting disciples that the Lord Jesus comes and he says, peace to you. I am here in your midst. Death has not defeated me. I have overcome. I offer victory over every foe. I offer you peace in the midst of your fear. I want to replace your trouble with peace. My peace will reassure your doubting heart. Peace be to you. And so we see the promise of God through Zechariah and the angels of peace on earth. And we meet a sinful woman who came off the street and found peace with Jesus Christ. We watch the, the woman who lost everything she had in an attempt to find relief from her agony, simply touch the hem of Jesus' garment and experience peace. We watch the response of the disciples of Jesus cowering in a room, frightened, troubled, and doubting when they hear Jesus say, peace to you. These men and women experienced a peace promised through, the, through that little child. And Luke recounts how some experienced that peace through forgiveness and salvation. Others experienced his touch in their sickness and affliction. Still others in their doubt and trouble. The peace of God touched the lives of many. And I don't know what your situation is today, but the peace of God can become a reality for you as well. It can give you assurance of your salvation. It can minister to you in your pain. It can reassure you in your doubts and fears. The peace of God reaches out to us wherever we are. It reminds us that while things look hopeless, there is someone who, who's been there where we've been and has conquered. He offers today that assurance that he stands with you in your midst, in the midst of your situation. And when God is for us, who can be against us? And so open your hearts to the peace he came to offer. Peace with God. Peace in your life circumstances through his presence with you. Peace in regards to your future and the assurance of your future. He has come to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Mm -hmm.